Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in, a, in time of need. Y'all look at verse 15. That's where I want to focus tonight. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Do y'all understand how important that one sentence is? What that's telling us is that Jesus, our high priest, though He's the Son of God, though He came and lived a perfect life, is not some high priest that doesn't understand our situation. He's not so elevated above us that He doesn't understand where we are. Because you know, sometimes we get into a position, and y'all understand what I'm talking about, I'm sure, but sometimes we get into situations in our life where we think nobody else understands what we're going through. How many of y'all been there? You look around, it seems like everybody you tell your problem to says, well, why don't you just do this? Or why don't you try that? And you're sitting there knowing within yourself that that is not going to do any good. Or maybe you've already tried that. and It's not working. And you know they just don't really grasp how serious your problem is. Well, see, this Scripture, it ought to encourage you tonight. It ought to remind you that Jesus is not some high priest setting up in a building somewhere that nobody can get to, that you don't have real access to. But He is a high priest that came and lived on this earth. And that Scripture tells us that He was in all points tempted just like we are. But yet He was perfect. See, He went through everything that we go through in this natural life here. But He overcame it. So what that tells us is that not only does He understand the kind of things we go through and understand that when we're sick, how we feel, because, you know, He saw a few people sick when He was here. And the Word tells us that he was moved with compassion many times and He healed them. He understands that, but not just that He understands it, but a lot of it, He went through the same stuff. He was tempted, but He overcame it. Now, what I want you to understand from that is that sometimes we get into situations where we try to justify sin. Sometimes we get to a place in our life and we say, well, I can't help it. That's just the way I am. Well, I meant to do this, but, you know, things happen. And Boy, it got quiet, didn't it? 
See, sin has a way of working its, working its way into your life. And all of a sudden, you, you try to... See, our natural tendency is to shift the blame off of us somehow. Somehow it can't be our fault. You know what I mean? I was talking to somebody the other day, and I told them, they're living in sin. I told them. You know, when when a man and a woman live together and they're not married, that's that's sin. And what was her first response? Well, you know, we... First, we were just going to be roommates. And, you know, when we had developed a relationship, I said, look, I don't want to hear excuses. The bottom line is you're living in sin. Now, the reason why I'm telling you this tonight is because I want you to understand that, that as a Christian, we still can make those kind of excuses. We can still find ourselves in those kind of situations. We're not above committing those kinds of sins just because we call ourselves a Christian. We have not somehow obtained that mark that Jesus set for us. As Paul said, he's still pressed toward the mark, right? But see, the thing that I want you to really get into your spirit tonight is that Jesus, sometimes we elevate Him to such a status, and I'm not telling you He don't deserve to be elevated, but I'm telling you that sometimes we lift Him so high that we don't think He understands our plight. Sometimes we push Him up so high into the heavens that we don't think He understands what we're going through. But this Scripture tells us just the opposite. It tells us that we don't have a high priest that can't be touched, that He can't be reached. We have a high priest, thank God, that can be touched by our infirmities, that understands what we go through on a daily basis, that takes an active part in, in concern in our life, that cares enough about us. That's why I told you all a while ago, our King, our Master, sacrificed Himself for us. You, you think He don't understand what we're going through. You think He don't care enough about you to understand where you're at right now and take concern for you and, and want to move and work in your life. You see, sometimes we think, okay, well, God may care, but I don't see nothing happening. It don't matter what you see. You see, God can move and do things that you don't know anything about. God is not limited by what you can conceive of Him to do. God can be working five years down the line and you don't even know it yet. See, our God cares about us, y'all. Verse 16 is a verse that you've probably heard me quote it many times or part of it anyway. It says, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. Let me say that a different way. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. Amen. You see, there's a little bit difference of the way you feel about when I change the way I say it that way, don't it? Let us come boldly. Boldly. You know what that means? I don't have to go sheepishly to God. I'm not telling you to be proud 
when you pray to God. I'm telling you, you can go boldly. Why? Because He said you could. He doesn't want you to hesitate to come to Him. You know, there was a lot of times as a kid that I would hesitate to ask my dad something because I feared him. Fear. Did that mean I didn't love him? No, I loved him. Did that mean that I I wasn't I was afraid he wasn't going to meet my need? No, not necessarily. I just didn't want to bother him because I was afraid he might get upset about it. You understand? This scripture doesn't tell me that I need to worry about bothering God. This scripture tells me that I can come boldly before the throne of grace with whatever my desires or my needs are, that I may find grace and mercy. Man, that's important. That is something that we need to bury in our spirit. Because the next time you've got one of those problems that you think Jesus may not understand anything about, you can remember that Scripture says, I can come boldly before the throne of grace and and I find help in a time of need. Because why? Because we have a high priest that understands our infirmities, that understands our life situations, the things we deal with. He knows about them before we do. You see, when you've got somebody like that that cares that much for you, that understands what's going to happen to you before you even get to it, and and cares enough for you that if you seek wisdom from Him and seek guidance and direction, He can steer you around those kind of things. Man, that's that's something to treasure. That is an asset that you cannot find anywhere on this earth. You know, you can find... Do y'all ever had a friend or something that kind of had a a unique position, whatever it may be, and they had some sort of power that they could help you in a certain area. I had a friend that worked for the phone company. And whenever I needed something done or be able to make some sort of contact with the phone company to get something done at work, I could call him and get kind of the inside track. He may give me a phone number. Or he may say, oh, don't worry about it. I'll handle it. Or he may do something. But somehow, something was going to get done because he had an inside connection. He was valuable to me. And I I didn't take that lightly. I made sure I had his phone number. And, oh, by the way, he had two different cell numbers. I had both of them. You see, that was important. It was an asset. And every time I would find another phone number, I'd make sure I kept it. Because I wanted to make sure that when I needed to get something fixed, I could get a hold of the right person. And I'm trying to tell you all tonight that Jesus is such a great asset. You see, this guy didn't know what my problem was until I called him. And then he would have to try to figure something out. But God looks into your life and He he knows from the time you were created, before you were born, the kind of things you were going to encounter. 
And if we begin to look to Him and come boldly before that throne of grace on a regular basis, we begin to seek God in our life in ways that we haven't before. I want you all to understand what I'm telling you right now. If you begin to seek God in ways that you have never sought Him before, you will begin to see areas open up in your life that you didn't know existed. And all of a sudden, you'll see trouble coming by on the left and on the right. And you'll say, man, I just missed that. God was watching out for me. He's watching out for you all the time. But when you don't go to Him and ask Him and seek Him, see, the Word tells us that Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Do y'all understand what that means? Do you really understand what that means? Because what that Scripture tells you is that the, the lamp shows you what's around you right now. And the light unto my path shows me what's coming up ahead. I don't have to worry what's behind me, right? It's already gone. That Scripture wasn't there just for no reason. That's something to hang on to, y'all. When you hear something like that, it, it probably kind of speaks to your spirit a little bit and you shouldn't dismiss it. God is trying to tell you that if you will listen to my word and you will put my word in you, that you will start to see things coming before they get to you. And you will know where you are all the time. You will know where you stand in life. You see, there is no other worse thing I can think of than to not know where I stand with God. To not know what my status is. Does he care for me? Does he not? You ever had a friend that maybe you kind of had a little falling out with or maybe your husband or wife, y'all kind of had a little argument and you just really wasn't sure. Are they still mad at me or is everything okay? You know, everything seems okay, but there seems to be a little tension, you know, just not really sure. Man, that's an uncomfortable situation for me. I can't deal with it. I can't deal. We've got to get this out now. Let's talk it out. We may have to holler a little bit. I don't know. We're going to have to get this out on the table and get it over with because I can't live like this. And it's the same way with God. God, that's why David said over in Psalms uh, 132, I think. He says, search me, O God. Know my heart. See if there's any wicked way in me. Lead me in the way everlasting. Why did he say that? See, David's sitting there thinking, God, I don't know of anything wrong with me right now but you look over me and you if you find something tell me about it because the last thing i want is something between me and you you see when we start to seek god and start to understand that he understands something about us and we start to seek him he's gonna come close to you just like the scripture we read in sunday school this morning in james chapter four it says draw nigh to me and i will draw nigh to you he didn't tell you that just so you could think, oh, well, that sounds nice. That's a promise, y'all. Promise after promise in this Word. Draw nigh to me and I will draw nigh to you. It 
Sometimes I wonder, verse 15 says that Jesus was in all points. And in my Bible it's underlined, all points. Tempted like as we are, yet without sin. You know, sometimes I wonder just how far that went. Just how much temptation did he see? You know, I mean, the Bible doesn't cover every aspect of Jesus' life. But I have to believe what the Word tells me. And when it says all points, I have to believe all points. And there's a whole lot of things I've been tempted to do in my life. And when I can look at those things, no matter how terrible they may be or how simple they may be, it doesn't matter. Because that word says all points. In every way, He was tempted just like us. But without sin. You know what? That gives me hope. That lets me know that as I'm changed into this new creation, changed, you understand, it changed, I, I can maybe stop worrying about some of that stuff. I can overcome that tempta- those temptations. I don't have to submit to them because He overcame them. And I'm being made like Him, right? That's always an encouraging thing to me to know that one of these days that kind of stuff's just going to roll off of me like water on a duck's back. It's not even going to be a problem. 